Welcome to Let's Get Down to Business, Kevin. Haha, I beat you to it. Wrong. You did it wrong. It was bad. It's going to be better now because welcome to Let's Get Down to Business. I am Kevin. This is Stephanie. We're a Disney podcast. This is Stephanie. What? This is Stephanie. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Kevin, you ruin everything. Write the dialogue. I'll say it for you. It'll be better. (laughs) Give you a script. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, Disney movies and stuff, right? Okay. So we had a little break. We had Brave Little Toaster. It was a big break. Yeah. We we, we apologize. Life happens. Puppies happen. Um, We have Brave Little Toaster. Mm -hmm. And then we had Roger Rabbit. And now we're back to animated Disney feature film. Mm -hmm. And And we're just before The Little Mermaid. Uh, let's talk about what we got coming today. Yeah. We have a short. Yeah. Polar trappers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Oliver and Company. Yeah. Different style of music. <laughs> and uh, a, little, a little bit longer. A little bit longer. Yeah. Not not very short. Yeah. So, yeah, let's jump into this. Let's get down to the small business. Mm-hmm. You ready? You're looking at <laughs> I, me like. I am always ready. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. Let me tell you about Polar Trappers. Uh, Please do. Uh, It is a 1938 short with Donald and Goofy. And it's eight minutes and 20 seconds long. Although the YouTube video that we watched was like eight eight minutes and two seconds. Yeah. And then there was another one that was like 15. And I was like, that seems a little bit longer. What's what's up with the discrepancy? Really weird. (laughs) Is this in slow motion with like subtitles and stuff? (laughs) Uh, It had an intro and an outro or something. I don't know. So, this involves Donald and Goofy being somewhere cold. Yep. They don't say where. Probably Antarctica. Yeah. It sounds good. What about the Arctic? Well, I mean, they're polar trappers, so either of the north or south. True. (laughs) Good deductive reasoning. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Um, And they are owners of Donald and Goofy Trading Trapping Company. Mm Mm-hmm. And we bring them back alive is their <laughs> slogan, which you know because there's a sign. Yeah. And Goofy sings it a lot. <laughs> and Goofy's setting up a trap for, I don't know, something. Uh, for walruses. Uh, it says it says walrus bait, I think, on the bucket. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, Donald is in the kitchen of an igloo mm-hmm. preparing some beans. Yeah. Lots and lots of beans. <laughs> Piles of cans. Of beans. But he looks out the window of an igloo. Yeah. No, they have windows. It's, it's missing a block, yeah. It's yeah. either poor craftsmanship or a beautiful window. <laughs> so it'd be a, a, quite a breeze that comes through there, yeah. a draft. Um, but he looks out the window and he sees a female penguin. Yeah. And he imagines her as a cooked penguin. Uh, a chicken. Looks yeah. like a chicken. Looks a like chicken. a... Yeah. A rotisserie. <laughs> rotisserie chicken. And I thought to myself... Would this be cannibalism? I kind of thought the same thing. And I was going to ask you if you looked on the Wikipedia. The Wikipedia. Oh <laughs> if you looked on the entry to see if ducks are cannibals or not cannibals, but carnivorous or not. I don't think so. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, they're bitey and they're mean. I would have to think that they, they eat like fish or something like that. But Ducks? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't don't know. they eat fucking bread? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, don't feed them. Yeah, it's, it's not recommended. <laughs> Alka-Seltzer is the proper uh, food. <laughs> Enjoy that belly, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I killed a snake today. <laughs> With a rake. With the business end of a rake. I did it for you. Yeah, I know. It was it was, it was was noble. My, myself and Indiana Jones, thank you. I have blood on my hands. <laughs> not literally, but it is it's definitely on our patio. Anyway, dead penguins or something. I don't know. <laughs> She's not dead. He wants her to be dead he wants her to so, be that, dead. so that he can eat meat. Was he saying fried chicken? I probably. Or fried penguin. I couldn't tell what he was saying. Uh, yeah. I but know. he wants to cook this penguin. Yes, absolutely. So he goes out there and he's dressed in like a fancy coat. Well, no, he's he's got a, he's got his penguin costume on. He's got, so like, he's a got frock. like a Yeah, he's got a frock and a and a suit coat and it's got the the coattails, the coattails and stuff like that on yeah. the back. So he looks milder like a penguin. And he approaches her, and he does a little courting dance. Little dance, and she does it back. Yeah, and but she's not really reeled in yet, so he opens a box of from Spiffany. Yeah, <laughs> Spiffany's. Yeah, and it's like a really fancy fish. Mm-hmm. So he like lures her to this like was it a tree trunk? Yeah, 
and he has an axe waiting for her. <laughs> so he puts the fish down, and she bends down to nab the fish. And he cuts her fucking head out. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He cuts like, the log in half, and she moves her head out of the way just in time. That's true. That's what happens. Sorry, I was just thinking about that snake. Oh, good God. Come on. Uh, but yeah, so he almost axes her, but she gets away. Yeah. So then... <laughs> axes her? Yeah. A question? Ax. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> so we cut back to Goofy, who is baiting walruses. And as he's turned around... Walry? Walry? <laughs> Walrusi. Walruses. Anyway. A walrus. Yeah. Is there behind his back, poking out of the like hole in the ice, mm-hmm. and he just takes the bait. Like he steals the yeah. whole bucket of fish and takes it back under the ice. Yeah, he like runs to, like a cave or something, like, mm-hmm. an ice cave. So Goofy puts on his walrus disguise, yeah. <laughs> and he has some skis with him, and he goes down to the cave, and he sees his reflection, and he's an idiot, so he talks to his reflection yeah. and thinks it's responding to him. And then he enters the cave, and he has, like, like echoes. Did you say that he puts the walrus costume on? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because he puts those awesome little tusks and stuff like (laughs) that, and, like, the furry face. He has, like, a snout with big teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so he's in the cave now, and he's doing all this echoey stuff. Yeah. And it's causing icicles to to fall fall from the ceiling, and it's hitting him. Yeah. And And there's water. Uh, underneath the frozen water Mm -hmm. and when he gets up and walks around he's got a frozen icicle on his ass yeah because he fell in the hole in the water water. (laughs) at one point he sneezes and that makes all the icicles fall down on him and for all my gamer nerds out there this scene reminds me exactly of the uh winter cave icicle scene from final fantasy 7 it looks exactly like that i like to think this is probably where they took the uh inspiration from 60 years earlier <laughs> whatever yeah sephiroth hater sephiroth he he's in the game yeah <laughs> i just like to give you a hard time okay um we go back one winged angel am i right we go back to donald who found a whole flock of penguins flock flock of penguins <sighs> that's that sounds like a legit band <laughs> but I, <laughs> I should know this because I made my students watch a documentary about penguins and I can't remember what the group is called. It's a flock. I, I don't know. Do I need to look this up? I, you can if you want to, but I don't really care. For accuracy. No fake news <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. We, 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 we strive what for accuracy. What do you call a group of penguins? What do you call a group of crows? It's a murder, you idiots. Oh, it's called a rat. Oh, wait. A group of penguins is called a colony or a rookery or a waddle. Hell yeah. For when they're on land. When they're in the ocean, they're called a raft. Sweet. <laughs> Kevin, give me a raft of penguins. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he comes across this group of penguins and he pulls out like a flute yeah. and starts pied pipering them. <laughs> <laughs> we're really struggling with terminology here. I, th- I feel like we're fucking up. He, so he's, I think that's a legit term. He's leading them like back to camp. Yeah. They're not lemmings. I mean, <laughs> but they, there's like this little baby penguin and yeah. he walks in front of Donald and he envisions him as a little t- t- yeah. fried chicken. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, man, he, he just kicks him off to the side. He's like, get the fuck out of here, he's dude. Like, like too I'm small. Yeah. So, I mean, in this very one small instance, I would like to give Donald Duck a little bit of credit because he's not a fucking child murderer like your boys in Alice in Wonderland. So, kudos for that. Nice job for once, you fucking sex maniac. We know how uh, Kevin feels about child murderers. (laughs) (laughs) It's only cool if they're teenagers. (laughs) So, anyway... He keeps pushing this baby penguin aside, mm-hmm. and eventually he leaves him behind. And this penguin has like one tear, one that solitary like tear, falls down his face and onto the snow. And like the drips of the tear all come together, like like a T one thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, baby, you have Final Fantasy and, and Terminator. Terminator reference. You think I'm fucking around, right? <laughs> so that tear starts like collecting snow and it builds as it goes downhill and it gets bigger and bigger and all these penguins dive under the snow but donald's an idiot and he's not a penguin (laughs) so he like runs from it and eventually he meets up with goofy and they're both running and then the snowball gets them both yep and they crash back in 
it smashes all over their uh it's not not a hideout their but camp. their base their base of operations yeah yeah, yeah. um and they get imprisoned <laughs> inside and Donald gets hit with a couple of cans of beans and, in his mouth yeah and and just you know cusses his life yeah. It was pretty fucking hilarious. This is a good one. Yeah, I like uh, I liked it a lot. Donald and Goofy make a good team. They do. And the fact this is 1938, like yeah. that's an extra thumbs up. This is very, very good. It's like how when you have Donald and Pluto yep. shorts. Yep. I think they work really well together. So Yeah, yeah. good good slapstick. Like not uh I don't know. It was was wasn't too creepy. I mean, outside of the the murder the murdery aspect of Mr. Donald Duck, the, but, the cannibalism. Yeah. But I think overall, like we've we've been having kind of a lull with shorts. Yeah. So this was a fun one. Yeah, this for was, sure. This was good. Okay. Polar trappers. Get it from trap music to Billy Joel music. Not Billy Joel. Who was it? Wait, what are you looking Huey for? Huey Lewis in the news. What? Have you heard of Louis, Huey Lewis? Oh, in the shut news? the fuck up! I'm the one that makes the movie references here. Okay, all right. Oh god. So, and I liked American Psycho before all that shit, man. All right. <laughs> so hot takery. Oliver and Company. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Uh, you think so? You think we should? Yeah. Why? Because the show is called Let's Get Down to Oliver and Company. Well, fuck that shit. I didn't sign up for that. Why haven't I titled the episodes that? Why would you? This isn't Friends. True. <laughs> You've never even seen Friends. And I'm better off for it. Whatever. I actually watch good TV shows. So Oliver and Company came out in 1988. Good year. 70. What? It was a good year. Why? Because you were barely born and I was five. I I was born. You were ba- barely born. A year. Oh, Whatever. <laughs> Um, it's 73 minutes long. The budget was $31 million. Budgets are going up. Billy Joel making that money. It was originally uh, pitched as a sequel to The Rescuers, where it would have been like Penny and her adoptive family. Okay. And that was scrapped. Yeah. It was the first animation to begin production under Eisner and Katzenberg. Yeah. So, we see so obviously they're not, you know, uh, keeping the purse strings tight on this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's based on the book Oliver Twist. Yeah, which I've never read. It makes me feel like a little bit of a plebe. I've but, seen the wishbone version. Does that count? It, probably more than what I've got. It's probably more accurate than this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wishbone! What's the story? Wishbone. <laughs> uh, the film was originally intended to be much darker and grittier, with the film opening with Syke, the... Uh, Sykes. Sykes. He's the lone shark. Yep, he's the villain. Um, he has two Dobermans that were going to murder Olivia's parents. No. Oliver's, Oliver's parents. parents. Oliver. Oh, the cat. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ, babe. I know. I'm struggling. Yeah. Let me try that again. So uh, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that Disney wanted to do a story with a non-parent fucking child? Weird. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But this time they would have been murdered. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, the setting would have focused on Oliver getting his revenge. <laughs> on those Dobermans. <laughs> this little tiny cat. Yeah. Just exacting his revenge. This was the plan as a, like, a draft. 1987, yeah, so the year before it got released. Yeah, a month after I was born. Oh. Yeah. So this movie is a first because they're actually integrating CG more and more. Instead of just having it for special effects, they actually used, like, 11 minutes of CG, like, wireframe CG. So, like, there's a part where they're on, is it the Brooklyn Bridge? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, there's, like, a bridge... And then, like, there's a staircase that the dog walks down when she's Mm -hmm. singing a song. So they're starting to to put... Yes. (laughs) She's buying? So they're starting to incorporate that more. Suppose one of the things I read on on Wikipedia was that they were using the cap system, or the cap system was developed for this movie. Yeah. But in all the research I've ever done with Disney stuff, uh, cap system wasn't used until... Uh, parts of Little Mermaid, and okay. then all of. Well, I mean, this is close enough. Under. That's entirely possible. I mean, they could have been developing it, but I don't think it was used in the movie. Okay. Nothing looked like it in the movie. Yeah. Um, some of the backgrounds looked a lot like Hundred uh, One Dalmatians. I could see that. I read that they were similar to that. Um, and then to get the the feel of a dog's point of view or mm-hmm. cat's point of view, the animators. Uh, they went to the city and they took photos with like they had like a stick with a camera on yeah. it and it was like eighteen inches off the ground yeah, and they would get like a photos. Foot and a half, yeah, yeah. So that's how they got like the the look. That's pretty cool. Yeah, 
doing their research. Yeah. This is also the first animated movie to have product placement. So <laughs> Coca-Cola, Sony, Rider Truck Rentals, USA Today, etc. But they said this wasn't done for profit. Oh, it's sure. just it's New York. It's Times Square. See, that's fucking horseshit. Don't try and sell me that nonsense. That's what like, they, that's what they well, say. they can say whatever the fuck they want. But you can just say, you know, like fucking brand X cola or whatever. That's True. fucking horse shit. Fuck you. Gotta be realistic. Don't lie to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the cast on this, they wanted native New Yorkers. So okay. a lot of the cast is from New York. Yeah. That's, yeah, uh, I'm sure that was very tough to find. Like Bette Midler was... Spoiler. Uh, Billy Joel, was he from? I, I think so, yeah. He's yeah. from that area. Every time I see Billy Joel, I think Billy Joe. Like Armstrong? Yes, no, and it's really? throwing me off. Ooh, uh. Yeah, imagine him singing this song. <laughs> um, so they have Cheech Marin as a chihuahua in this movie, and he was saying that he didn't ad lib as much as you would think okay. for him being a comedian. He actually stuck to the script. It yeah. was like, but he probably just accentuated it. Yeah, he said like he performed probably seventy five percent of what was written because yeah. it was already fitting for the character. It was already super stereotypical, like a lot of the stuff that he ends up doing. True. Yeah. So Billy Joel, back to him, um, he performs a song in the movie. Um, he auditioned via phone, and the reason he took the part is because Did he do it by Skype? <laughs> I'm staring at him right now. <laughs> Um, he took the part because maybe it was one of those like computer screens, right. like those really big ones. Yeah. It was in his fucking car. <laughs> Billy, we really want you to do this movie. <laughs> anyway, he Mr. Did, Joel, <laughs> he did it because he had just had a baby girl, and he said, "quote It's a great way to do something that my little girl could see that she could relate to right away." Yeah, as opposed to all the drinking. Yeah, as I say, the drinking and driving <laughs> and shit. Yeah. <laughs> She'll relate to that later. Yeah. You know, hopefully not. No offense, Billy. I love your work. <laughs> I don't really know it. So, yeah. Oh, babe. Whatever. Yeah, we need to go see his musical. No. I don't I'm, think it's touring anymore. I'm good on all that. Um. All right. So, let's talk about this VHS. Don't touch my PowerPoint. We go through this every time. Don't fucking touch it. Okay. So... Now I don't even know what these notes mean because you watched it a week ago. They're bullshit So notes. there must have been an ad because I put live action 101. <laughs> and I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was the computer ad where it's like paint a masterpiece. Yeah. Match wits with the meerkat where it's like gambling <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> on the computer yeah. with Timon. Um, yeah. And there's like some ad trailers. They're bad. Yeah. They're really bad. <laughs> okay. So we start Oliver and Company. Yeah. Uh, we have a view of the city. We have some cheesy synth music, like super cheesy. Yeah. It's, it sounds like something out of a fucking sitcom of the era. Yeah. Like you would see in like perfect strangers or something. I wrote, it's like a cheap knockoff of a Billy Joel song. <laughs> it's called once upon a time in New York city. And then I looked it up and realized it's Huey Lewis. And then he was, <laughs> um, he didn't write the song though. Like none of none of them wrote the songs that they perform. Oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, you see people in the city. There's like a guy with like a boombox. Yeah. Uh, people walking by, and the animation is not good. It's not. It's it looks not fucking cheap. Good. I put down. Is this an after school special? Yeah. <laughs> I felt like that, or like it. It looks like a fucking TV show, Saturday like Tiny Toons or something. Yeah. Cartoon or like a TV movie. Yeah. Direct to TV. Movie, yeah, um, and then so there's someone who just puts a box of kittens out, and I don't know if they're for sale, but they're you can adopt them, yeah. And one by one, the kittens get taken, and except for the orange kitten, he nobody wants him. I don't Fair. know why, because so orange, we have a couple of orange cats, and they're very bad. Orange so. tabby cats are the best, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so who just leaves a box of kittens on the street in a thunderstorm because then it rains. <laughs> And there's, like, this, like, pouring down of rain mm -hmm. in the box. And the box Collapse. bursts open. Yeah. Collapses, yeah. And the cat goes, like, streaming out into the streets. And then, like, there's some scary-ass dogs that chase him. And he falls asleep in, like, an alley. Yeah. And then it goes to the next day, next morning. And there's, like, passerbys on the sidewalk. And the humans just, the humans are what makes us look so cheap. Yeah. The human yeah. animation is really bad. Um. But so, 
as this cat is exploring the streets, we also see a male dog with mm-hmm. like a bandana around his neck and some fucking sunglasses because yeah, that's like the thing that dogs do. Strutting, yeah, yeah. Don't you feel like if you're in New York City and you saw a dog with sunglasses, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" Probably, yeah. Like Pizza Rat was a big thing. Yeah, there's there's something up with this. Yeah. So this dog's like walking down the road and he sees a female dog and he's like smooching at her yeah. and I'm like, dude. Like, leave her alone. Well, he's not going to. You know he's not fucking fixed. True. <laughs> but in 2019 eyes, I was like, bro, like, back off. You got you to gotta put on your 1988 glasses, baby. <laughs> they live. Sexual harassment lives. He's, like, doing some coke yeah. and sexually harassing some women. <laughs> um, so, back to, Greed is good. Back to the cat. He's trying to steal some hot dogs from a hot dog vendor. He gets chased off. And that's when he runs into the dog. Yep. And the dog's like trying to teach him how to steal hot dogs. He's a solid guy. He's trying to show him the yeah, ropes. It's like, yeah. oh, young kid, you know what? Hey, stick by me. You'd be all right. What a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag nice guy. So the dog, shocker, uh, keeps the hot dogs for himself. <laughs> and then he sings a song called Why Should I Worry? Which Stephanie always fucking sings. That song's fucking catchy. It's not. It's really catchy. And it's sung by Harry Oh my god, that's not even close. That's yeah, pretty close. That wasn't even close. That's super close, you guys. You guys. It's not even sound like this so song. much talent. You don't even know. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So that song was actually pretty good. It was much better than the New York City song. So <laughs> good job, you guys. Um, it's a fun song. Anyway, always a fan of dogs and sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. At one point, we see Pongo walking through New York City. I did not notice that. No? No. You didn't catch it? No. I was like, what the fuck's he doing here? And he's still alive? Yeah. God damn. Pencil lines. Yeah. <laughs> and so the cat follows the dog who mm-hmm. he learns. We learn his name is Dodger. <laughs> Brooklyn. I Wow. I did not notice that. Really? I thought it was like a draft reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Bone spurs. Um, so yeah, so he follows his dog and he ends up in their hideout. And then we have a chihuahua who's voiced by Teach Marin. (laughs) Of course. Shocking. An English bulldog with an English accent. Yeah. Wow. Hey, man, you got to dig deep sometimes. Wow. (laughs) That's what you spend $31 million on. (laughs) Um, they wanted... Patrick Stewart. Yeah. To voice the bulldog. Yep. Except he But luckily busy. at this time Patrick Stewart was busy with the next generation. You might have heard of it. Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't that big. It was kind <laughs> no. of this like small TV production. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of bad at the start, actually. Yeah. <laughs> never seen it. Anyway. And so you're gonna talk shit about me. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> Nerd. So Dodger passes the sausages on to his crew. There's like a female dog too. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. her name. I forgot what kind of dog she is, too. Anyway, who cares about her? <laughs> so he's like telling them, like, oh, yeah, I had to fight this, like, vicious. Was it a cat? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like, just making up this whole story. And then the cat falls through or, like, ends up in the room somehow. Yeah, he falls through the ceiling. And they all make fun of him. Yep. Like, ah, you're an idiot. <laughs> um, so then they all have a dog pile, which they say, dog pile. Ah, ha, ha. Ah, ha, ha. Ha, ha. And then a homeless guy walks in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. He's like the owner of all these freaking dogs. Yeah. And what they're supposed to be doing on the street is gathering up a bunch of valuables for him so that he can pay his debts. Because obviously, this man is homeless. Uh, but it's because he's very bad with his money, and he has trouble taking out loans that he can't cash. Yeah. He's a very nice guy, though. Yeah. Yeah. With bad teeth. Yeah, but he's a nice guy. He's <laughs> okay. a good heart. Voiced by Don DeLuise. He's a good heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, in come these Dobermans, <laughs> because they belong to the loan shark that Fagan... Yeah, the homeless man's name is Fagan. Anyway, he owes money to the scary rich person whose name is Sykes. <laughs> How do you know that he's rich? Just because he's driving in like a limo? Yeah, look at him. Did you see his suit? He's fucking smoking cigars. I just figured he was like a like a mafioso type. Yeah, and they're probably rich. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some mean ass Dobermans. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't aware that there was any other kind, but. Eh, they're good dogs. Okay. I mean, we have a mean ass Rottweiler. <laughs> 
I guess the Dobermans see Oliver and they talk shit to him yeah, or something. Of I don't they know. Do. I don't know what happened. I wasn't really being into it. <laughs> um, but the other dogs defend Oliver and then the Dobermans leave. And then Fagin sits down and reads all the dogs. A lovely little children's What book. a guy. I know. <laughs> Story time. Anyway. So Oliver and Dodger were snuggling yeah. when it was time for sleep. Oh, he's actually a nice guy. Uh-huh. He's a softy. So the next day, it was time to hustle. <laughs> and uh, they sing a song called Streets of Gold. And I wrote, Jesus Christ, this is so 80s. <laughs> and uh, they get into, well, no, the English bulldog decides he's going to hustle this limousine like he's gonna go in front of it yeah. and pretend like it hits them and they're totally slipping slipping jimmy that limo oh absolutely yeah and uh, inside that limo is a girl named jenny yeah J- jenny <laughs> <laughs> i can't not say it that way um and she has really shitty parents yeah because they're just not there it happens man yeah. sometimes you know you get, you're a career-oriented person yeah your kids take a back seat <laughs> in the limo Anyway, the butler driver guy is Mm -hmm. out with the dog trying to figure out what happened, and he's causing a scene. Meanwhile, uh, the The chihuahua Chihuahua and Oliver get into the car, and the chihuahua is trying to hotwire it because, of course, he knows how to do that. You guys can fill in the lines yourselves. What's the chihuahua's name? Tito? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. (laughs) Trying to to hotwire a car. (laughs) Like Tito Marion. That electrocuted. (laughs) Yeah. Are, are we allowed to do that accent? You are. I probably am not. Okay. <laughs> just, just thought I'd ask. Yeah. Uh, I give you permission. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, at some point, Tito gets electrocuted. Yeah. And something goes wrong. And Oliver ends up being left behind yep. in the car. Yeah. And Jenny, like, saves. Because he's, like, wrapped up in the wires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Jenny, like, grabs him and saves him. And they take him home, and the butler is like, we need to ask your parents. And conveniently enough, her parents call to check in on her from wherever country they are, because they're probably rich. And then we meet the family dog, Georgette, (laughs) who is a poodle. Yeah. And probably one of the sassiest Disney princesses there could possibly be. Does she count? I count her as a Disney princess. Okay. All right. She's got like birds around her helping her. Well, I understand that, but I mean, like, you could very easily have those same type of things happening to a villain because these birds and animals are doing this under duress. That's true. <laughs> and that kind of seems like this situation. So, but she has this song called Perfect Isn't Easy, and it's great. It's fucking great. It's great. Just, I wish, like, so when we went on, um, that dis oh my god tom morrow's disney podcast yeah. and we had to do our favorite songs i wish we had seen this yeah. because i think that song would have been one of my favorite i think songs. it would have been up there so absolutely great. like even this the is, way because this is bet midler this is where she makes her introduction yeah. into the movie she just voice like she's a phenomenal voice actress. she's a phenomenal voice actress she's a great singer and just the the emoting yeah in the song and the way that it's shot because she's very uh physical with, yes. her, with her comedy. So there's a lot of in and out shots and like just the way that the she faces moves. The she makes. Yeah. The you facial can, expressions. You can tell they really took inspiration yeah. from her. Yeah. It was great. It was great. Uh, so Jenna makes breakfast. Thank you, Jenna. Jenna. This is when Oliver meets Georgette and she does not like him. Oh, well, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, the cat's name is Oliver, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you just seem to know this. Yeah. Because. Well, no, it's, it's stated pretty early in the movie. No, it's not. Are you sure? No, because they never call him Oliver until she puts a collar, Jenny puts a collar on him and names him Oliver. Really? Yeah. They never call him by that name. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know either because I was like, how does she know his name is Oliver? Because she created it. Because <laughs> she's, she's a namesmith like myself. <laughs> anyway, Georgette's scheming on how to get rid of this cat. Yeah. Meanwhile, the dog pack, Fagin's dogs, are trying to figure out how to rescue Oliver. Because he's obviously been kidnapped, and they're probably torturing him right now. Yeah. And so Jenny and Oliver are becoming best pals. She sings a song, and they play the piano together. There's some really good camera angles on Mm -hmm. that where the camera rotates around them. They go and have a little romantic date in New York City. (laughs) And what's it? That park? Central Park? Central Park. I wouldn't know. I've never been, but... I was like, Times Square? (laughs) Times Square, yeah. It's a park. (laughs) And she gives him a new collar, names him Oliver. And... Meanwhile,
Meanwhile, the butler's in the kitchen watching wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and then the bulldog somehow manages to draw him out and they lock the butler out of the house. Yeah. Okay. Well, they lock him out of the house and the other dogs get in behind him. Yeah. Um, Dodger sneaks up on Georgette and she starts screaming yeah. like, ah, help me. And he's like, it's not you I'm after. And then she's like, it's not. Yeah, she's Why totally not? insulted. <laughs> I love that. Because like, she's like an award winning dog. Like a poodle. Yeah. yeah. And when she's like on the balcony singing, yeah. like all these dogs come up yeah. to the balcony and howl after her. Like, They're like jumping over each other to try and like get at it. Yeah. Um. So they're for the cat. And to get to save the cat. And at this point, I'm like, this movie's not so bad. <laughs> not as bad as I thought it in the beginning, in the yeah. first 10 minutes. Um, Oliver's like, I don't want to leave. I want to stay with Jenny. Yeah. Okay. This is when Fagin comes up with the scheme. They, he takes Oliver. Or they take Oliver yep. back. And Jenny comes home. And... Oliver's gone. Yeah, Oliver's gone. Yeah. I wrote that Georgette was also getting in that exercise. She's <laughs> watching like a aerobics. Yeah, program. yeah, like some Jane Fonda yeah. shit. And she was happy that the cat was gone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So their plan is that they're going to hold Oliver for ransom. <laughs> That's and a very good guy thing to do, so babe. Fagin sends. I'm not on board with you, by the way. Fagin sends them. Well, he doesn't know that Jenny is a kid at the time. It doesn't matter. Oh, no, okay. You're like, oh, well, these rich people have a cat. So, you know what? I'm going to hold it fucking ran. I'm going to hold it hostage for a ransom because I'm totally a nice guy. That's not a good th- That's not He's a good guy to think about. He's got a loan shark to that's pay That's too up. bad, man. Anyway. Financial responsibility. He Fagan. writes a note. Dear Mr. Very Rich Cat Owner Person. <laughs> which is, yeah, which is it. That's what, that's what I'm he says. I'm not joking. Yeah. That's literally what it says. Um, and Georgia is like so sad, but not really. And then Fagin goes to see Sykes because he's telling him, like... I got your money, bro. Like, I came up with a great plan. This is going to work. It's probably going to come with interest. When he walks into his office, Sykes is telling someone on the phone, start with the knuckles. Yeah. And then I also hear cement shoes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's going to go well for this person. He's obviously a pretty, you know, reasoned... And they're, Easy like, going guy. they're like out by the docks. They're like in yeah. a shady part of town yeah. when he goes to see Sykes. Well, Jenny is going to meet him per the via the ransom note. Yep. And she takes Georgette with her. So they're on a rescue mission. And this is when she meets Fagin. And Fagin realizes that she is a child and that she brought her piggy bank. <laughs> and that he's a piece of fucking garbage. So. I wrote Jenny brought her piggy bank. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, right? Yeah, it was, was a good, good one. Was All right. Good. All right. <laughs> so Fagin has a change of heart and he feels really bad. And he's like, Oh, look, look what I found. Oh, is this your cat? And he's like, It was just in this box over here. Sitting here. Yeah. Dope. <laughs> um, so Sykes is like, uh, Nope. Like, this isn't the plan. So then he kidnaps Jenny. <laughs> and the dogs come to the rescue. Um, something about a pizza. Was it a pizza delivery guy? Yeah. Scooter? Yeah, no. See, the, the, like three dogs dress up like as a pizza delivery guy because all you see is the silhouette mm-hmm. in the window of the office where uh, Sykes is at. So he goes up to the door and they disappear by the time he comes out. Mm-hmm. And then they get in behind, much like they did to the butler at the house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at some point there's a dog named Alonzo. I can't remember who that is. Which dog was Alonzo? Mm, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Oliver and company. Oh, it's one of the Alonzo. Dobermans, I believe. Nope. Are you it's, sure? I'm sure. Oh, it's the Chihuahua because he has this like really oh, long Tito. stereotypical yeah. like Mexican name. Yeah, yeah. Ignacio Alonzo Julio Federico de Tito. Georgette calls him Alonzo. Yeah. She's like, Alonzo, hotwire that crane. So then he's going to hotwire this crane because I think Jenny was tied up to it. Yeah. Okay. And so he does that and they get away and they escape on a scooter, Fagin and all the dogs and Jenny and Oliver. Yeah. And they're being chased by Sykes' car. <laughs> by the limo, yeah. Is it a limo? I thought so. Uh, or is it? Oh, that was like a Cadillac-ish. Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, so he's chasing them and they go into the subway. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Did they eventually get in the subway? They get in the subway. And his car just rolls in there, you know? Yes. It's, uh, it's easy access. This is getting very serious. Yeah, the fucking New York City trans transit system is legit. Yeah. You can fit a whole car in there. Absolutely. So now they're on the subway track, and you said something about, like, the cable. You're like, don't no. touch that third cable. The third rail. Third rail. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's electrified. Yeah. Yeah. Which, does one of the dogs touch it? Uh, the two, Dobermans? Two of them do. The Dobermans. Yes. Yeah. Because when they're... That's when they're, fucked up. Yeah, when, when they're fighting with the Dobermans, uh, when the Dobermans are trying to jump onto the scooter... From the, the do- car. Yeah, the dogs are fending them off, and they fight them off successfully, and one of them gets thrown off the back of the car, and I think the other one does as well. Yeah. And uh, you don't see it happen, but you see the flash of sparks... Uh, off screen and you're Arr! like so that fucking dog is dead that's fucked up yeah like straight Disney. up this is like straight up fucking murder from the movie Speed Disney first you want some duck cannibalism yeah and now you fucking kill the dog it's <laughs> fucked up off screen so it's fine fucked up so but no no it gets better Sykes is in the car still yeah, yeah he and is they, and they're like on the Brooklyn I want to say Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. I don't know my New York bridges. Um, but they're going on the subway rail across the bridge. Yep. Well, then an oncoming subway comes. Oncoming subway. On- uh, an oncoming train. There's an oncoming train. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So it's headed for them. And all of a sudden, I don't know what they do with the scooter. They, like, jump off or something. Yep. They, no, they get to, uh, I think, uh, the other side of the tracks or yeah. something like that. It hops. Yeah. But and then, and then uh, Sykes is just going head to head with a fucking yeah. subway train, and he ex- it explodes. Yeah, like his fucking car explodes, so he's dead as well. He's very dead. I like look, don't get me wrong. I'm not mourning the death of this obvious piece of shit, but like wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's up there with off screen deaths of Disney. Right. Well, that one was on screen, but True. <laughs> the dogs were off screen. Yeah. Human beings, fuck it. But <laughs> I don't want to see dead dogs. Right? Come on. Um. So yeah, and then you see the other guys. They kind of like they crash a little bit on the scooter. Yeah. And then Oliver dies. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> JK, JK, you guys. Um. But then we cut to Jenny's birthday, yeah. and she's got a lot of dogs and a homeless dude at her birthday party. Yeah. yeah. And her parents still are not there. Where the fuck are her parents? Making that money. Anyway, um, Tito and Georgette are like line dancing with each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, they're in an the item other now. room. Yeah, they're kind yeah. of a thing. And Fagan and the Butler are betting on wrestling because because habits die hard. Yeah. And uh, she gets some birthday gifts from the homeless gang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're top notch, yeah. really, just just perfect. Um, T- Georgette decides that Tito needs a makeover. Yeah, yeah, or Alonzo. Well, he doesn't know him. this because they're just going upstairs, and he just assumes that it's time to get some of this, get some. Yeah, get some of this physical exertion out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they go upstairs. And then we're at the doorstep outside the house, yeah. and like Oliver and Dodger are saying goodbye. And then Tito comes out, and he's like, "Ah, like she's trying to like dress me up." And he's dressed like a little sailor boy. Yeah, it's so cute. It's pretty great. Yeah, I mean, why have a chihuahua if you're not going to dress them up? Really, you just don't have one. That's, <laughs> that's that's how you you solve that. Yeah. And then Dodger tells Oliver, "You're okay for a cat." <laughs> ah. Ah. And then all the dogs sing, why should we worry? And that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. That's the movie. That's Oliver that's and Company. Oliver. <laughs> it's Oliver, the- Oliver Twist with anthropomorphic Oliver animals. Oliver and the company that he keeps, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's look at the reception of this movie. This movie opened the same week as Don Bluth's The Land Before Time, uh, bringing in $4 million. However... It would end up outgrossing the land before time, fifty-three million to forty-six million. Yeah, because at first, land before time, like the opening week. Yeah, it was it was almost double. It was seven and a half million to four million. Yeah, it was crazy. But Oliver and Company, they played the long game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Disney Company decided after like the success of this movie that they were going to start releasing an animated feature film annually. Okay, like, every you year. Sure about that, Katzenberg? You know, what I mean, <laughs> they ended up re-releasing Oliver and Company. The same weekend, All Dogs Go to Heaven 2. Which Don Bluth did not have anything to do with. No, he did the first <laughs> one, but not the second one. Um, overall, the U.S. box office was around 74 mil. Nice. 
And that's just the U.S. I don't know what the global was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for the best original song for Why Should I Worry, which is the wrong song in my opinion. <laughs> um, nominated for a Young Artist Award for Best Family Feature Film Animation. And it won a Golden Reel Award for Best Sound Editing. Wow. <laughs> Weird. Say, so, As far as the critics go, mm-hmm. Gene Siskel gave this film a thumbs down. Siskel stated, when you measure this film to the company's legacy of classics, it doesn't match up. As he complained, the story is too fragmented because Oliver's story gets too sidetracked from the story in the film that gets convoluted, too calculated for the Bette Midler, Billy Joel crowd, as well as little kids. Damn. Roger Ebert gave the film a marginal thumbs up. How I the fuck do you do that? I yeah. thought that was an option. Right? I thought it was either I think, I think it's like a half star. Like like this. Yeah. Your thumbs yeah. pointing to the side. Uh, marginal thumbs up as he described the film as harmless and inoffensive. That is like damning with faint praise. <laughs> right. Uh, Peter Travers of People Magazine at the time, uh, too slight to rank with such Disney groundbreakers as Pinocchio and Fantasia, the film is more on the good fun level of The Lady and the Tramp and 101 Dalmatians. But why kick? With its captivating characters, sprightly songs, and zap-happy animation, Oliver and Company adds up to a tip-top frolic. A frolic. (laughs) The Washington Post writer Dessen Howe stated the movie retrieves some of the old Disney charm with tail-wagging energy and five catchy songs. And according to the book, Disney's Art of Animation, some of the Disney animators viewed the film unfavorably, considering (laughs) it, quote-unquote, another talking dog and cat movie. Well, I mean, are they wrong? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I go first this week. Yeah. I had seen this movie at least once as a kid. Yeah. Um, I definitely remember um, the Why Should I Worry song because it was on like every VHS ad yeah. that I had as a kid. Um, so I was very familiar with that. Um, so as I was watching it, things were coming back to me like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Hmm. The first 10 minutes, I had texted our friend Josh and was like, oh, my God, we're watching this movie. We're 10 minutes in. It's awful. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. Like, the animation was bad. That opening song was bad. The background looked bad. Yeah. I just, it was not good. Yep. Not good. Um, when you first see Dodger, you're like, like, oh, this is just not yeah. a good character. Like, oh. Yeah. Like the character design itself? No, like just, he's just unlikable in like a, not like a misogynistic kind of way, but like he just seemed. Like the Aristocats kind of way? He just seemed like a douche. I don't know. So, I mean, for a dog, I guess. I like dogs. And he is a dog that I did not like. (laughs) Um, Over time, they. He gets better. It's that whole like, oh, he's a bad guy. Actually, he's yeah. just soft. He's got a good inside. heart. Yeah. But when you when you first meet him, you're just like, he's not even like a bad guy. He's right. just a douche. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, it wasn't terrible as it went on. I think the the musical numbers really saved it, especially Billy Joel's and especially Bette Midler's. I think when Georgette comes in, she's just steals. She steals the it's movie. It's like a tour de force. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. She, she needs her own animated movie. <laughs> Yeah, so I think Georgia is what turned me around on this. Is I was like, this this is great. Yeah. Well, not great, but yeah. better than terrible. Yep. So overall, I mean, it's watchable. Yeah. The first I think the first ten minutes are really, really bad. Yeah. Um, but overall it's just it's a cute story. It's like they said, another cat and dog story. Yeah. The music's catchy and fun. Should you rush out and go watch it? Meh. <laughs> But, like, if you have an opportunity to see it, you could see it. Yeah. But it's, it's not groundbreaking in any way. Even with the CGI, like, it's cool to see. And, like, they did some really nice stuff. And it blends really well. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to pick it out or, like, know, like, oh, yeah, that was CGI. Yeah. So it's cool that they're starting to integrate this stuff because it's going to become more and more prominent. Um, but overall, it's, it's an okay movie. It's pretty good. Mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh... Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at. I didn't really see a lot to this movie that blew me away. The only stuff that was even in that realm was Bette Midler. Like we said, Georgette. Like, I echo everything you said about the song, the character. She is great. Like, once, once we got to that scene, like, I was laughing out loud. Yeah. And just like, it was so enjoyable to watch. But everything before that, it was just really paint by the numbers. Like I said, I'd never read Oliver Twist before, so I don't have any frame of reference, Mm -hmm. but it, it was just a very, very standard story. 
it felt like. The yeah. characters were just the same caricatures that you usually see. The voice cast was decent, but nothing super amazing. And like, like I said, I'm not familiar with Billy Joel, so that's not going to draw me in. And seeing this doesn't do anything to push me any further in that direction. Um, but aside from that, like the, the biggest thing, I, I didn't really have any attachment to Fagin, even though Dom DeLuise was fine. Um, and just the rest of the dogs were okay. But Sykes himself was a decent villain, but there wasn't enough of him in there. Yeah. So even though, and we, and we didn't talk about him at all, uh, Robert Loja was the voice of Sykes, who I love, because I always think of that, uh, the orange juice ad with Robert Loja. What? Did you ever see that? No. This little kid, uh, he, he comes in and Robert Loja is just sitting at his breakfast table and he says, Hey, Jimmy, you've been drinking your orange juice. <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. Drink your orange juice. I'm Rob, I'm Robert Loja. <laughs> it's funny. If you guys have not seen that commercial, look it up. It's fucking gold. Um, but yeah, he like he doesn't really steal the show or anything like that. He doesn't really have the opportunity to. He's plenty menacing, but it's I, I don't know. It's just not amazing. And the Dobermans are fine. Like I thought their voice actors were were good as well. Like they were they were really decent at being menacing, but it was never anything that really like you know kind of grabbed you by the throat or really made you take notice. Um, and like I said, the the deaths at the end were very jarring. I'm not going to be one of those people that say like, oh, well, you if you got kids, you shouldn't watch this. But it's very noticeable compared to a lot of the other uh, Disney, you know, on or off screen death type of things. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's it's very forgettable, I think. Yeah. And when I say like, you know, mediocre at the start, it really is. It's just it's a middle of the road movie. Um, I'm kind of curious to see where I'm going to put it. But it's not uh, it's not something I'd rush out to see, and there are many, many Disney movies that I would recommend before this one. Yeah, um, one of the things I, I like to do when we watch these movies is look up the reviews on Common Sense Media. Yeah, just I know you do. I think parents are hilarious. Yeah, um, and there was a lot that were like, you know, Common Sense Media says this is good for children seven and up. Yeah, and they're like, my child was mortified. By the death scenes in this movie, yeah, they're like terrified of yeah. it. Yeah, so it's it's pretty, yeah. Ex- pretty exercise dark. caution if you're that type of parent. Like yeah. it's yeah, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but <laughs> at this point anyway. Okay, so you rank first because oh, I reviewed man. first. Oh man! All right, well, let's look this action over. It's definitely better than the Aristocats, I think. Uh, the Aristocats. Yeah. Uh, I would probably. I don't know if I would say it's better than the Fox and the Hound because I, you'd you'd put Georgette up against the bear scene, I think. You know what I mean? Like that's that's pretty tough. It, it's in that same vein. I think so, the music is better. Yeah, uh, I. You know what? I'm gonna put it just behind the Fox and the Hound. I think I think it's like a one A one B. I don't know what list these fuckers are at the top of, but uh, for the sake of argument, like they're in the same neighborhood. I don't think it's as good as The Jungle Book or Pete's Dragon or The Great Mouse Detective. So I think that's a pretty solid spot for it because it's definitely better than The Aristocats, uh, Fun and Fancy Free, and Three Caballeros for me. Yeah. And and, and Fantasia. Man, that really fucking hurts. <laughs> like, Fun and Fancy Free was Mickey and the Beanstalk and... Correct. Bongo the Bear? The the and the baby, right? The super smart baby. No, no. Which one was that? Fun and fancy free. I think was just those two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Melody time. Fox and the Hound. I think I'm gonna put it. Hmm, what do I like better, Fox and the Hound or this? Well, you said the music is better. So. The music is better. I'm gonna put it. I'm just trying to decide because I have Jungle Book, Sword in the Stone, Fox and the Hound. I yeah. like the music better than Fox and the Hound. And Georgette, better than Fox and the Hound. Uh, but it's not better than The Jungle Book. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Because Shere Khan alone is better than this movie. Yeah, I'm trying to just decide yeah. before Sword in the Stone or after Sword in the Stone. I don't think that we like the Sword in the Stone that much. Yeah, you like, fell asleep. Well, I mean, there, there were some decent parts in it, but overall it was pretty underwhelming. Yeah. See, I think I'll put it behind Jungle Book, putting it at 21. Yeah, so mine will be 19. Like I said, super middle of the pack, maybe lower middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Stephanie's is just slightly below mine. I was just looking and thinking, like, wow, you put Aristocrats way higher than I did. The Aristocats? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. That is saved. It's locked in. Final answer. <laughs> Our rankings are better than yours. 
Okay. What? Do they have rankings? If you do, they fucking suck. Are you guys ranking along with us? Good (laughs) job, you guys. Uh, Next up is our short called Petal to the Metal. Spelled like flower petal with a T. And the little friggin' mermaid, y'all. Which is what Stephanie actually typed down. I would have just said the little mermaid. Yeah. Because I don't have an attachment to it because I'm not a, really a young a young lady. Are you ready for me to sing every musical number and also cry at the end? I'm not ready for that. I'm sick of you crying. Yeah, I've been crying a lot. <laughs> it's been one of those weeks. Anyway, thanks for bringing that up to everyone. <laughs> right. Come on, babe. I'm going to tell my therapist. It's a, it's a dark time. <laughs> I'm having a tough time. One more week of school. And now we have to watch these shitty movies. <laughs> oh, let's look at Little Mermaid, and then we have DuckTales the movie. <laughs> I'm fucking pumped about that. The Rescuers Down Under, yeah. and Beauty and the Beast, and then Aladdin. The live action? <laughs> no. <laughs> never. Never the live action. Hashtag not my Jafar. <laughs> All right. Well, that about sums it up. Yeah. You guys, subscribe, rate, review, tell all your friends, family, acquaintances, I'm telling you to turn away when I after you're done talking. Do you have to yell? Our puppy's asleep. She's probably not asleep. She's probably asleep. Okay. She doesn't want to okay. hear you yell. I don't want to hear you yell. You guys. Disney is our business. And business is good. Stephanie wants me to whisper because we have a puppy now. She doesn't want to wake up. But I think it's bullshit. I should be able to fucking yell right now. That's like ASMR. What does that mean? ASMR? Yeah. It's like the- Asthma? <laughs> yeah, it's is, is, is that like a breathing problem? No, it's <laughs> it's uh the audio you can find on YouTube where people are like barely speaking. It's very soft. What? And like people get off on it. I was gonna say, is that like a sexual thing? Yeah, because it was like a whole controversy. Oh my god! Side speak, note. To me, speak to me softly, mostly. How, how, okay, how about we wrap this up and then I'll tell you off off mic. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay, you guys, bye. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> see Fuck ya, off. bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.